baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is Friday. We have made it. Congratulations. Self high fives all the way around. Now, we got a lot of information that we are dealing with, trying to process. We've got a lot of uh, snippets. Believe it or not, there were some uh, reporters actually engaging in the uh, practice of journalism in the White House. So we'll, we'll deal with that, but a little bit closer to home. Chesterfield County Commonwealth's attorney, Stacy Davenport, is, to put it mildly, facing a lot of criticism. Now, I've given you a couple of uh, pieces of background information. Colonel Jeffrey Katz from the Chesterfield County Police uh, laid it all out. Colonel Katz is going to be with us Friday afternoon. And State Delegate Tim Anderson, who, as you know, amongst other things, is an attorney, knows a thing or two about a thing or two, member of the, uh, the House of Delegates, uh, of course, taking time from that to join us because I believe that he is calling on Commonwealth's attorney, Stacey Davenport, to resign. Tim, thank you for being here. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Always, uh, always love listening. I appreciate you covering this. Well, th- well, thank you. It's a story I wish I didn't have to cover, but uh, you you have followed this. You're investigating it. Do you mind laying out the facts for uh, for our listeners here and then letting all of us know what the next step might be? Yeah, sure. So a year ago, 2021, um, this guy named John Blanchard uh, gets arrested in Chesterfield for a uh, a child prostitution sting. Um, now, what happened was is Chesterfield police were running a sting out of a hotel and they were posing on a uh, a known prostitution website. And uh, when uh, Johns would uh, communicate with them, they would identify themselves as minors, 16, 17 years old. And um, and then the Johns would show up at the uh, hotel where the minor said they were and knock on the room door that the minor said she was in. And on the other side of the door is Chesterfield Police. So um, 17 guys. Um, in this particular sting over a period of time, uh, got arrested of the same police tactics, same same uh, procedures, same processes, and uh, 13 of them have been found guilty, uh, according to uh, Richmond Channel 8, and uh, two of them were, uh, were dismissed. Uh, without any explanation, um, and both of them were uh, on the same date, same time, in Chesterfield. One of those individuals is uh, John Blanchard, and John Blanchard. Why this is uh, interesting to me is um, John Blanchard is a senior pastor of a mega church here in the city of Virginia Beach called Rock Church, and so uh, Blanchard uh, Blanchard's office null processes the case kind of out of the blue in October of this year. 
case has been going on for an entire year and just out of the blue, Nall processes the case and says, hey, there's not enough evidence to prosecute this case. So um, Blanchard comes back to Virginia Beach. He comes back to his mega church and he proclaims his innocence. I was innocent. I was, you know, this was a wrongful prosecution. Um, so uh, I sent out a freedom of information request to Chesterfield police and I asked for their police investigative file. And sure enough, the Chesterfield police department released it. Uh, I got the records and in kind of a WikiLeaks formula you know, that we've seen with other people, I released the investigative file verbatim to uh, social media. And uh, what the social media, what the file has is uh, detailed and descriptive text messages between Blanchard and the uh, believed to be 17 year old girl, it was a police detective who was communicating with them, where he was asking for a quick visit and he was uh, asking if she was affiliated with law enforcement and she identifies herself as being 17 and he asks where to go. This is all in the file and it's outlined. What also is in the file is his post-arrest, um, post-Miranda warning uh, conversations with police uh, where he communicates. And what's also in the file is investigative notes of the criminal process of you know every court hearing they went to. The investigator notates in the file that John Blanchard went to sex offender therapy um, in this process. Um, these are, you know, this is all in the in the notes of the police file. So when I got it and I released it, I started becoming very critical of the question of what is the lack of evidence here? What yeah. is the problem with the case? Um, so I went down and I pulled the other similarly situated defendants, and I started releasing their files, you know, what was just the court court records. And and what you saw is a, is a similar pattern, similar pattern of communication, similar pattern of behavior, similar pattern of communicating with the detective by these other guys. And so then I start really asking more loudly, where's the defect here? Why did you choose to null pros this case? And there was never an answer. And after a period of time, I started becoming much more aggressive um, in this context of, you know, is, is there something going on here? Something here is not right. Why were all these guys prosecuted and this one was cut loose? Again, I'm, I'm really careful not to say John Blanchard's guilty of anything. Of course. But he was cut, he was cut loose, and we know that for a fact. Uh, and these other guys weren't. So, so uh, the case escalates further. Um, Stacey Davenport makes some – the promo attorney makes some uh, just uh, fumbling general responses that there's lack of evidence. And she's been kind of promoting this lack of evidence standard and that she's also said – to many people that the chief of police agrees that there was lack of evidence and this was a problem case and that what I'm saying is untrue. Um, and then uh, that kind of fast forwarded us to uh, about a week ago, I learned that um, Blanchard's uh, lawyers filed a petition to expunge his criminal arrest records. And in Virginia, when that happens, when you expunge your records, you cannot uh, anyone who has copies of the records uh, can't use them. And why that mattered to me is, is that uh, Blanchard's wife uh, named me on social media and said, I'll be hearing from their civil lawyer soon because I've promoted lies and threats. 
Blanchard from the pulpit in a video that we posted says he's taking legal action against those people that are spreading lies about him. Um, and so I try, I've filed a motion to intervene and I said, Hey, we shouldn't uh, expunge this because he's going to sue me and I should be able to use these records. And the reason that matters is because Stacy Davenport agreed to the expungement. She signed an agreed order. She didn't object. She's like, there's this guy there's, you know, that they got charged with a felony and she just signed off on it and sent an order in uh, over December, the late parts of December and the Christmas time uh, with, you know, the cover, you know, cover of that holiday period. And uh, so I moved to intervene and I said, look, we need to make sure that, you know, that if these records, these records can stay in the public area so that, you know, when he sues me, I can use them to defend myself. And then finally, the, the last part of the story is this, is uh, Chief Katz, Chesterfield Chief Katz, comes out and says, there was no lack of evidence here, and this is bewildering to us. We've never been counseled on what we did wrong. We've done 70 other arrests since. Um, and so what you have here, Jeff, and this is, you know, this, is the, this is the conclusion, this is the only conclusion anyone can read, is that something about this case is corrupt. Something in Stacey Davenport's office um, is compromised in their decision-making not to let this case go forward. This case should have gone to a grand jury. This case should have been presented to a court. Uh, Chief Katz thinks it. I think it. Anybody who reads the transcripts thinks it, thinks that, comes to that conclusion. And to cut them loose, stinks. And so, um, you know, this is, this is Nixon all over again. The cover-up is worse than the crime. How we got here is much, much worse, I think, than even what, the, what, what Blanchard – uh, did. Uh, it's why is she trying to cover this up? And that's where we're going with this. Uh, this is much more now about Stacey Davenport than it is about John Blanchard. Do me a favor. Hang on for just a second. I want to continue with you. This is State Delegate Tim Anderson who is joining us. And of course, he's State Delegate out of Virginia Beach. He's uh, part of the, the short session that we got up there, uh, 45 days of the House of Delegates back in town. But Tim, as you know, is an attorney, and he's got a very important matter here. And this is a matter that involves both our part of the state, right, Chesterfield County, Central Virginia, as well as Virginia Beach. Why has the Commonwealth's attorney in Chesterfield County decided that this case should not be prosecuted, and why has she agreed that the record should be expunged? Those are the questions that are being asked. I don't know the answer. I've looked at all of this, and I, like Tim Anderson, like the other Jeff Katz, the chief of the Chesterfield County Police, I'm puzzled about the decision to null-pross this one. So we'll talk a little bit more with Tim Anderson in, in just a moment. I remind you that Colonel Katz is going to be with us Tuesday afternoon, uh, and we'll, we'll hear from him. I can tell you, just as I sit here, that the members of the Chesterfield County Police Department, in particular the detectives who work on these sorts of matters, and they do a lot of these so-called sting operations, they are amongst the best in the country. Not just in the county, not just in the state, but in the country. And so with 17 arrests and then two null-prost, I am puzzled. But I want to find out from Tim if he has any insight perhaps on the other case that was null-prost. Is that uh, similar? It is 415, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 420, Jeff Gantz, News Radio WRVA. What is going on in Chesterfield County? Why has the Chesterfield County Commonwealth's attorney not only null-prossed this particular case, but also gone along with a request to uh, 
expunge the record. State Delegate Tim Anderson is with us. Uh, State Delegate Tim Anderson, as you know, is an attorney, amongst other things. He's got a lot of stuff going on in his world. Uh, but this is this is a matter that concerns him. And Tim, you mentioned that there were 17 arrests, but two of them were null press. So we've heard about this Blanchard null press. Any reason why the other one would have been null pressed? There's little reported in the media about that, but it appears just from a limited uh, briefing from the media on that, that this other defendant had a competency issue. Um, And so, but I don't know uh, enough about that particular case um, to to understand that question. But what Chief Cat said, and what's clearly known is, is that of the other 13, many of them had lesser evidence than what the Blanchard case had. And so so when you hear Davenport say that she's dismissing the case for lack of evidence, it's really concerning as to why that is. And again, we don't know if a jury or a judge would have found Blanchard guilty of anything. But what we do know is that other people get convicted with less. And uh, and that's that's the real rub here. And 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 so so what the real question is is why did you do it? Now, she released a big statement today. Yes. Um, you know, big, big, a lot of words on paper, but never answered the question and has never answered the question. What is the lack of evidence? What did the police do wrong? What have you done to go to the police department and say, never do it this way again? And the answers of all that have been, there's been no remediation. There's been no pointing to what was wrong with the case. It just got dismissed. And, you know, right before the break, you said this, and it's true. The Chesterfield Police Department is arguably, uh, on all metrics, the best police force in Virginia. And those detectives that are running that um, that part of their that sex crimes division, yep. they're the best. Yep. They don't make mistakes. That's right. um, and if they did make a mistake, why did it take Stacey Davenport a year, sitting on the case for a year, uh, to decide that there was a lack of evidence? I mean, there, there's just too many questions of what happened here and no good answers. And so... Um, you know, Jeff, I mean, I, I heard your show about Stacy the other day and, you know, your friendliness towards her. Um, I would love you to get her on the show and, and ask her the question, why did you do it? And not just because there was lack of evidence, but what was the lack of evidence? What was the fatality about this case that you ethically thought you couldn't move this prosecution case forward? And she's not going to have an answer for you. Well, it is an important question. I will tell you that Ryan is has reached out to her office, continues to reach out to her. I'd love to get her on the air and ask her exactly those questions. And uh, she's she's been friendly in the past. I'm hoping that uh, she'll do it again this time. I don't know. Uh, Colonel Katz is going to be with us Tuesday afternoon, and we will address these issues. Tim, are, are people floating ideas? Because I hear this, and maybe it's because I, I grew up in the city of Philadelphia where – Unfortunately, everything was for sale. I mean everything. And, you know, the only uh, the only justice in the halls was dispensed in the halls of justice. You know what I mean? There'd be a meeting over mm-hmm. here and a meeting over here. And the next thing you know, hey, we're all good. Uh, just take a hike. I, I hate to think that in this day and age, it's a favor. It's a... Uh, I don't. I can't imagine that there's corruption involved in this. But there's. But it. It. it none of it smells right. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, you have you have uh, you have some obligations as a prosecutor. The first one is is that if you have a bad case, you cut it loose. That's a a core tenet of being the top prosecutor. If it's a bad case, you don't put somebody through the process. 
But you also have a, uh, an obligation that if you somehow get conflicted out um, for some reason, mm-hmm. you pass the case on to a different prosecutor. You recuse yourself. You give the case to someone else. No one ever thinks twice about why that is. You just step aside and you let somebody else do the job. And she's not doing that. And then she rushes to erase and seal the records, rushes to do it. You know, she she signed the order, Jeff, to expunge. She had her assistant sign the order to expunge before the state police even did their background check on what Blanchard's background was. We don't know if Blanchard, you know, or well, I don't know, but I know that the Commonwealth attorney certainly doesn't know what the state police report would say. They maybe, you know, he might have a charge somewhere else or maybe an arrest is pending somewhere else. We don't know that because they didn't even do the investigation before they willy nilly signed the order to erase the records. I mean, it's, a, it's the it's the most it's the most shocking thing in 24 years. I've never seen a prosecutor agree to expunge a uh, child sex crime case. You always have to put it in front of a judge and judges a lot of the times won't even expunge it on, you know, with them, with themselves. But you never see a prosecutor agree and then sign an order. Never seen it once. Um, there's, it's rotten and it's, and, it, and it's affecting Chesterfield, but it affects Virginia beach because this is where this guy lives and, and runs a mega church down here. Jeez. So what do you think is next? Tim, is is this headed to the lawsuit involving you and the reverend and his wife? Do we do we get somebody? I mean, is, is Jason Biaris or our attorney general able to step in and say, hey, wait a minute, I got to take a look at this? Yeah, I don't know. I can't speak for anybody um, uh, of what's what's next. But here's what's next. At least I can predict March 21st, my hearing to intervene comes in front of the Chesterfield Circuit Court, and I'm going to lay it out. To the judge, uh, just like I laid it out on the first segment of this uh, of this show of, of where we what happened, how we got here. And, you know, let's see what the judge says um, about whether one, whether I can even do it as an aggrieved party. And then two, um, you know, how much protection I'm going to get so that when he sues me. The, OK, let me tell you one more thing about Blanchard. He had a sexual assault case where he was charged with assaulting a parishioner in Virginia Beach in 2018. Um, the parishioner brought the charge. She lost her case. Um, he expunged it, and then he sued her in Virginia Beach for defamation. Um, and so there is a pattern with this guy. Um, when anybody comes across him, then he's going to sue him. So I probably, I expect, I'm going to be sued for releasing his criminal record and his criminal case file. Um, and when he does, I'll have a lot of power, a lot of subpoena power with the court to bring in Stacey Davenport under oath to bring in to subpoena records from the Commonwealth Attorney's Office to uh, ask the assistant Commonwealth attorneys what happened. Um, so I'm you know, if, if I get sued, it's going to open up the can of worms uh, to really get to the truth of what happened here. Um, so we'll see. They promise they're going to do it. They haven't done it yet. We'll wait and see what happens. But the only thing 100 percent that's next is on March 21st in Chesterfield County. I'll be there. Uh, as an aggrieved party, and we're going to see what the judge thinks about that. All right. Well, listen, Tim, we'll get you back, obviously, long before that. We'll get some updates about uh, other stuff going on in the House of Delegates, and I want to stay on top of this matter. So uh, so pencil us in. Make sure you're available. That is uh, State Delegate Tim Anderson. This is just beginning the analysis of this. It's, it's fascinating. Coming up at uh, 435, our friend Philip Van Cleve, the president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League. You know, Monday is Martin Luther King Day. That That's huge, and that's vitally important. I hope everybody reflects on that. 
But in addition to that, it's lobby day for VCDL at the state capitol. And we're going to be in a, be there in person. I say we. I'm thrilled that I'm going to be speaking again. We'll get all the details from Phil at 435. It's 427. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.